Blog Talk Radio. It's Cannon Baby coming with the heat. Got Indy Fire playing in my speakers. Nikita the host, girl in motion. All the way near, halfway smoking. You can call in this phone lines open. Rockets are hot like we're cooking the road. Indy Fire the goat, don't ask who the competition is. Cause they're standing alone, popping. When you listening here, you always get what you interviews. Artists, songwriters, authors, and entrepreneurs. Chopping it up with powerful icons who make her influence. Who keep it hotter, this is Indy Fire. Blazing on yourself, tune in and catch the heat. It don't even matter where you at. Entertainment, news, and daily inspiration for everyone. Yeah. Holy moly, this day Got Nakia in my sleeper. Girl in motion, get on your feet. In the fireplace and please keep it coming every week. We too strong, we defeat the weak. Cannon, baby, super speed. We keep it turning to the sea. It's too high. A fireman can't put it out because it's too high. In the fire. For everyone, for everyone, yeah. What's good, guys? <laughs> we made it to the end of another week. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to come out with that, that really wicked laugh. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I'm over here eating ice. And um, for all of you who know me, you know that I have severe, severe chronic anemia, right? And um, all I do is sit around and eat ice, right? And you know we're coming up on the cold month. So eating ice is like something that people just, you know, in the cold they wouldn't normally do. And so I didn't think about it. You know, I'm about to be on air. I probably shouldn't eat the ice because it numbs my tongue. So now I sound really crazy because my tongue is numb. And... (laughs) Like, I was really trying to swallow down this last piece of ice before the show. That's how I, you know, I'm really greedy when it comes to ice. But we were talking about that last week, how um, the, of an ice bag, right? And they were like, yeah, I know you're probably wanting this ice bag. And no, I don't buy the ice by the, by the bags, which would probably make more sense. But no, my son goes religiously every other day to Sonic and buys ice, like one medium, I have a menu, one medium and three large cups of ice every other day. Yeah, I go through ice like that. And so last week they lied to him and they were like, we're at a medium, I'm sorry, we're at a large cup. And I'm thinking to myself, my son's so gullible. He believed them. So he comes back with four medium cups of ice, which you know I went through those in one day. Like I try to, you know, like monitor my intake. <laughs> but I can't. So I know that, you know, in a two-day time span, those four cups, one medium and three large, I will go through. But four mediums, like, yeah. Like, I just went through those in no time. So I made a post to Sonic. I was like, you know, if people really shouldn't be lying, 
about having no large cups because if somebody comes in and they want to order like a large drink, you're going to give them a large drink. I'm still paying for the large cup. You know what I'm saying? So they always try to upsell and they're like, why don't you just buy a large, you know, a bag of ice? And he's like, no, because my mother's an ice allergist. And they look at him like he's crazy. Like, what do you mean like an ice allergist? And, and he tells them, like, if you put your bag in the freezer, the bag of ice, it freezes. Right? It freezes. So the ice doesn't, it no longer, somebody who eats ice all the time like me, the ice, it loses its taste. Like the structure of the ice changes completely. The ice no longer tastes the same. You Have you ever had watered down ice before? Okay, guys, I know you're probably sitting there like, what is she talking about? Hey, I could talk about ice now, really. I could talk about ice. So it just, it really does. It just loses its, the whole shape of the ice changes and the taste changes. Yes, ice does have a taste. The taste changes, like there's a frosty ice, you know what I'm saying? All of that just changes when it goes in the freezer. So not to mention your own freezer, you know what I'm saying? We take care of the freezer, but it just, it just changes the taste of ice. So no, no, even when I bring it home in the cups, it has to go on the top shelf of the refrigerator and it keeps it really cold. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, okay, I did all that talking so that my tongue can, can you know, throw out <laughs> so that I can sound normal again. All right, so I'm good now. Anyway, tell me about your day. I got the quick message. I don't even have to tell you guys anymore. Just send me your text message. It's Thursday. Your Thursday should have been a lot better than your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday. But I got a quick message right here from Karen. Karen texts me from Massachusetts. All right, now you guys, you got the hang up and now you're giving me your state. You're giving me your name. Thank you so much. Karen from Massachusetts said that her day was amazing. She said her boyfriend sent her roses. But Karen, you didn't tell me why he, why did he send you roses. I want to know. Like, why he sent you roses? My boyfriend didn't send me roses. I got to talk to him. He's getting slack anyway. He's, he's still battling COVID. Um, this like week three of COVID. Like, I feel like he don't even got COVID no more. It's like week three of COVID, and he got this really bad cough, and the cough won't go away. And, um, and, ah, that's cute. Somebody sent me a message and said, which boyfriend? Boyfriend of the week, of course, duh. Uh, but Karen's boyfriend sent her roses. Karen in Massachusetts, well, her boyfriend sent her roses. And I have one more message. Torian, or Torian in savannah georgia said his day was a little iffy his car broke down on him sorry kind of like my my sunday into monday when my tire went flat and i had to wait until monday to get a new tire i get it well guys tomorrow is friday and um for some of you you were able to see um black panther 2 wakanda forever yesterday i heard and for a lot more of you, you were able to see it today. Like, I'll try to get tickets to go see it today, but everything was sold out. Um, so, officially, it, it's supposed to open tomorrow, right? Uh, so, and you didn't let me know what you're doing. If you're going to go, if you're going to double up on the mask, you know, um, a, a lot of theaters still have reserved seating. So, of course, you know, you're able to pick your seat. And um, by doing that early, you know, you're, you're kind of protecting yourself and your family. And, of course, you're going, if you're going with a large group of people, you know, that's going to be more beneficial than 
getting out there with, you know, people that you don't know. So just protect yourself. Be safe. You know, make sure that you're wearing your mask uh, when you do go because, you know, we do have the flu. That's supposed to be the worst of the worst this year. We have RSV, you know, um, we still have COVID. Um, so just, you know, just make sure that you do protect yourself when you go to see the movie this weekend. For those of you who wish to wait, I promise you, I won't tell you what happens. All right. Let me give you the calendar for next week. Remember, we have all ladies next week. I'm super excited about next week uh, for the ladies next week. Coming up on Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Southern Soul artist Danielle Renee here with us on Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My girl, back with us from the A, Sadrina, R&B singer, the Messed Up Mama herself, will be back here with us. It's been a couple years since we had her here, but she has new music, and of course, she always, always is ready to share here with us on Indie Fire. So we welcome back Sadrina on Tuesday. And then Misunderstood. I promised you I would have information on her. And I've been slipping. I've been slipping. I don't have a lot of information on Misunderstood. Um, but Monday, I promise, I promise. Misunderstood will be here with us on next Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I guarantee, though, uh, the name is just a name. All right. We definitely... Do not um, misunderstand her here on Indie Fire. All right. I'm super excited to have my guest here with me this evening, a gentleman by the name of Sean Ryan, actor, songwriter, singer. I think he dabbles in a little modeling also. Comes to us, by the way, of my girl. You all remember, um, I can't even tell you the songs, um, I can't even remember the song uh, Rosetta Marie had that that I fell in love with, but she this this gentleman comes highly recommended by Rosetta Marie. I think I think I found him before she even recommended him. In all honesty, but I'm a, I'm gonna give her the credit. All right, I'm gonna give her the credit. So thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he already is on his way to becoming an imminent songwriter and singer in the music industry, along with a budding acting career. He hails from the city of brotherly love, and as such, he loves to share his talent with the world. Sean began singing at the tender age of six at his home church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. After his first solo performance of More Than Just a Story, Sean knew he was destined for a life in the performing arts. He went on to attend the Young Performance Theater, where he won the Best Soloist Award in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He would pour his blood, sweat, and tears into his music career. Inspired by greats such as Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Barbara Streisand, Brian Adams, and contemporary acts like Chris Brown, Charlie Puth, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you why I laughed at that in just a moment. Bruno Mars. Ryan spent almost every walking moment honing his vocal skills and writing songs while other kids were hanging out with their friends. He says, I would write every chance I had. I wrote about whatever I was feeling, even if it wasn't a complete song or poem. Life inspires me to write music 
and I love expressing myself through this form of storytelling. Writing is so personal. It's a great way to connect with people. At age 12, he made his television debut on the Bravo Network show called Bravo On With The Show as a dancer. In 2008, he scored the lead role of Jalen Cooper for a local stage play in Philadelphia called Since Then, Sean has been cast in several independent films and web series, so the young talent has found yet another skill to add to his already impressive resume. In fact, Sean has become so enamored with the film world that he has plans to add script writing and production to his list of credits very soon. Currently, Sean is promoting the release of his debut album, Better Late Than Never. Indifaya, listening audience, I present to you this evening my very special guest, actor, songwriter, singer, Sean Ryan. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You are so very welcome. Let me back up just a moment and tell you why I have to giggle. Um about your um, inspiration, both contemporary acts. My children this weekend, we were talking about, I don't even know how it came up, because I, I toned them out. This is my 21-year-old and my 17-year-old. I toned them out when they talk about um, music and mm-hmm. the artists that they listen to. Uh, my daughter is mm-hmm. very, very heavy into um, K-pop and J-pop, anime. All of my kids love anime. But my daughter is very, very into the Japanese culture. And um, mm-hmm. so was my, my youngest son. He's a little music producer. And so they were talking about um, music artists this weekend as we were traveling. And I don't even know how um, uh, Charlie Puth came up. And, and so my son says to my daughter, who is that? And so she goes, you don't know who that is? So I started. I started giggling because I had just read your bio earlier that day. So I started giggling. And so my daughter goes, you don't know who that is? And so my son goes, no. And I giggled again. And my daughter was like, so Ma knows. She knows. And and honestly, I didn't know. I just giggled because I had read your bio. So, Mm. uh, So my daughter goes, Ma knows everything about, you know, music. And I'm looking at her like, you know, nah. I only know the name because, you know, I have an artist coming up this week and that name's listed in his bio. My wow. <laughs> like, I know the name, but I really don't know why I know the name. So she goes mm-hmm. on to tell my son a song that he, he has a, Wiz Khalifa has a song. No. Charlie Pooh has yes. a song and Wiz Khalifa featured in the song. Yes. So yes. my son and I both go, uh-uh, that's Wiz Khalifa song. It's so, uh, <laughs> goes, no, that's Charlie Pooh's song, Wiz Khalifa's featured in the song. And we're looking at her like, no, if you ask anybody in black America, that's Wiz Khalifa's song. And that other guy may be featured in the song, but that's Wiz Khalifa's song. Right. And so we're, 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 like, we're arguing back and forth. But it finally clicked in my head, like, you know, that's exactly where I know his name from. So my daughter starts naming out other songs. And I'm like, you know, I knew the name, but I really didn't know, you know, where I knew the name from. But it was just the irony Mm -hmm. in, like, the whole conversation. 
And so my, my, my daughter was like, you know, well, who's your, what's, who's the artist that's coming up, you know, this week? And, you know, I got to check them out, you know, because she's away at school. And so I thought that was just, you know, so funny because every time now when I hear his name, I can connect him with you and that story. Oh, wow. So funny. That's cool. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. That's so cool. So glad to have you here with me this evening. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. You could have been anywhere, but you're here, giving you so freely of yourself and of your time to be here with me and myself and my listening audience. So let me publicly tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you. I appreciate you sharing your platform with me. You are so very welcome. Um, I've had the opportunity, as I do with all of my guests, to what I call stalk your social media. Um, so, And I have enjoyed uh, just watching you perform. That's what I love about social media. Um, and uh, I don't want to say thanks to COVID, but, yeah, thanks to COVID, you know, we have been able to do so many things virtually. And that has right. you know, been one of those um opportunities just to be able to watch performances that we probably would not have been able to um, do if COVID has not have come up on the scene. Um, but just to be able to see you perform live, so to speak, um, through social media has just been um, amazing. Your stage presence is um, out of this world. Uh, I know you can attribute mm. a lot of that to, you know, acting. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, just give you those accolades right now before we jump into um, this interview. I know that your bio says thank you. I appreciate that. Age of, you're welcome. The age of six uh, at church. So that is always the question that I begin with. Your bio states that. Um, what was it like for you? You know, um, starting at such a young age um, uh, with those roots right there in church. You know. Um, did you have a family that, you know, had background in um, church or did you just have that love, you know, every Sunday morning getting up, going to church and, you know, were you one of those kids that just, I'm going to let my light shine, you know, here in church. What was it like for you in the very beginning? So um, I was essentially birthed in in the um, church space. My mom was pregnant with me going to rehearsals and, I mean, from two months, two or three months oh, wow. old, I was sitting in the rehearsals, like for her choir, listening to songs. So it all started with—I like to say—it all started with gospel music and whatever Disney movies she had on in the house. So it's like I grew a wow. great love for like a gospel influence as well as like a soundtrack, musical theater influence from a very young age. Um, but no, it was definitely something that was just there. I loved music from like, you know, birth. And then when I finally had the opportunity to step on, you know, as a soloist, as a young kid at six years old, um, you know, I, I loved it. It was home for me. Um, and it was definitely a, a gift from God that I was happy to start using and continue with, continuing to use even to this day. And how would you describe... Um your musical style now? Um, honestly, I would still say that it has influences of both of those gospel, musical theater, but R&B too, because as I grew up, I really moved into like a lot of R&B of stuff. Um, 
uh, pop music as well, but definitely like it's a pop R&B sound with influences of rock, musical theater, soundtrack music, um, gospel, um, inspirational, uh, all of those things tied into it. I'm inspired by pretty much all types of music, so I try to bring that to my personal music as well. Well, I know that right now you're currently uh, promoting uh, the release of your debut album, Better Late yes. Than Never. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, that that Thank is you. amazing. Um, I've had the opportunity <laughs> to you. listen to, um, and, and this is something that I, I normally do not do. Um, I like to be as surprised. Uh, meaning I'm going to love what I hear or I'm going to be just disgusted with what I hear right. on the show as my right. listening audience. Um, but I did take the time to listen to one track, and I had no idea that I even had. I didn't know that you sent this track until five minutes before the show. So wow. um, I'm excited to be able to hear the track in its entirety. I only heard one minute of the track because I needed to select the music um, to, uh, you know, when we created the reel earlier today, I went through mm-hmm. the entire um, album. And normally I would select by just the title. Titles draw me in. and But every title drew me in so I listened to a snippet of every every track and I couldn't decide wow Um, finally excited was the one Mm. and I was like yep this is it this is the one right here but I kept going back and listening to it over and over and over again and my producer was like would you stop listening to it you're gonna hear it eventually (laughs) but I had no idea that I was actually going to hear it I he knew that we had it, but I didn't know that we had it until right before the show. And he was like, yeah, that's one of the tracks that he sent them. And I was like, dang, that's funny because that's what I picked, you know, earlier today. Um, but when it comes to um, every uh, piece together for the compilation of this album, mm-hmm. which one of these songs would you say that you delivered your best performance um, from a technical and an emotional point of view? The title track. So it's better late than never. Because that kind of is where I am in. Yeah. Let's talk about that one. Now, you didn't send that one in. But let's talk mm-hmm. about that one. So I mean, yeah. So, so just, so just giving some, um, right? Just giving some uh, response to that. Like I try to go with what I feel like I'm getting a response to, and sure enough, like you're giving me what I've been getting the best response to, which is excited. Um, but better late than never is is the most important song for me personally because it has to deal with. Um, where I am in life and where I, where I've been, where it's like, you know, if it took me a little bit longer to release my album, um, I've been working in the entertainment industry for a very long time. 
and I was putting off and putting off music. And a lot of people said, well, you know, nobody's even going to care anymore. Like, you shouldn't even waste your time doing that. But I really believe that wherever you are on life's journey, if you have a vision, if you have a dream, you should do it. Even if you feel like the party is already going on and you're late to the party, well, that's okay that you're late because it's better late than never. And just to give a lyrical, uh, the the lyrics to to the song really quick, it says, it's better I'm late than never or ever. It will be great. I'm better than ever. So no matter where you are and everything that you've been through matters, you can still do what you love to do. And that's what Better Late Than Never is about. Mm. Mm. Okay. When you write, um, do you write from a a place of real life experiences um, or how others have influenced your life? Uh, Let me try. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I, it's a combination of both for me. Um, some things, like, there's, um, there's a song on the album called Are You Love of Life, which is not necessarily about one person. It's about three, like, each verse, in, in, and including the bridge, had, like, three different people um, in mind. Well, three, I shouldn't say people. I should say incident, um, um, experiences in life on that particular song. So there are moments like that. There are songs that I like to say. I think You is more of a prosthetic song because I like to say I'm a hopeful romantic. So it's a love song about, like, the future and what I wish to have. It's not necessarily about something. So it really it doesn't always have to be, like, the experience of what I went through with a, a person or something that happened in life. It could, it could be, um, you know, what I wish to happen. Understood, understood. I want to jump into the first track that we're going to play this evening, um, Hard Times. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the creative processes for Hard Times. When you sat down to write that, you know, did you have an idea in the forefront of your mind? Um, did you say, you know, I already know what this is going to be about? Did you have the beat first? Did you come back and, you know, lay down the lyrics afterwards? Or did you have the lyrics first and then came the beat? You know, what's your writing process like? And then what is so, Hard Times about? Okay, so Chris Hope produced um, the entire album. Shout out to my brother, Chris Hope. Um, he sent me this record um, about a year ago, actually. Um, and we and I had finally sat down to write to it. I knew that the record felt very... Um, It, it, it screamed inspirational to me. I knew that I could take the record and move, move, and it gave me like a, a soft, hard rock feel while still being sort of like inspirational pop R&B as well. And um, I, I just knew that it was a record that was going to be inspirational. So it kind of starts with a, mel- a melody for me. Um, like, and I'm probably normally record that. And then from there, I start making the gibberish into real poetry and add that lyric to the melody and then put it all together. Mm. Mm. Okay. 
I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to introduce hard times to cool. Hey, everybody, audience. this is Sean. Yeah, cool. Um, hey, everybody, this is Sean Ryan. This is my new song, Hard Times, off the Better Late Than Never album.
just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia, and actor, songwriter, and singer, Sean Ryan. That right there was Hard Times off of the uh, mm. newly released debut album, Better Late Than Never. Guys, what did you think about it? I had to get bumped on the shoulder because I was really into that. That was very uplifting, inspirational. Um, I like that. I really did. I, I like that. Um, I got thumbs up around here. I think that's going in rotation. Um, what? What's the... When you sat down to write um, each track for Better Late Than Never, in the back mm-hmm. of your head, I want this album to be able to do what? I want the listening audience's so, response to be what? Well, I mean, with any music that I make, um, I, ju- I just want people to be elevated by it. I think sometimes today music is so, like, on such a low frequency and it has such a low mm-hmm. vibration to it that I really just wanted to make album that was make an album that was bright and something that like sort of reminded people to not give up but to celebrate and have fun through you know their life because I know life can be hard sometimes but I believe that it can also be a pleasurable experience if we allow it to be I think hard times provides hope um, yes. That's what I I I got from hard times. Um, it's there's there's hope. Um, just with everything that's going on in the world right now, there needs to be. And you're right with the music that's being put out. Um, people just do need to be reminded that there is um, something else to look forward to. Um, you need to hang on to, you need to be um, your faith, for one. You know, people talk about having faith, but um, being locked in to their faith is, is another, a whole nother ball game, you know. Um, you can't talk and, and, and not balk it. Um, so, mm. but the word hope is what I kept kept seeing flash in front of my eyes, listening to hard times, um, being hopeful. Yeah. Uh, I know that in every aspect of our lives, you know, whether we are an entertainer, you know, whether we are a creator, we also creative, sorry, we, we face obstacles, we face barriers. Um, there are setbacks, you know, in our careers. Um, what's the biggest barrier that you feel that you've had to overcome as an independent artist? Um, I think number one, myself, the, the self-doubt that you feel that you're not good enough. Um, but I, I think also sometimes maybe the resources as an independent artist, mm-hmm. we're not given the same things as a record company may have or these big budgets. And you have to get creative. Thankfully, the Internet allows us to be creative in a way that we never had. So, you know, when I was a kid, 
I was looking at a completely different way that music was um, distributed and made to, um, you know, to get to the consumer, where now it's like that way is sort of obsolete. The physical way of it is obsolete um, in certain ways. We're, we're looking at some um, increases in, like, you know, vinyl and stuff like that. But the majority of people are consuming music in a streaming digital manner now. And it it, it changes the game on independent artists having an opportunity to even have their music put out in a big way. Um, So I would say just my own personal self-doubt and probably just resources is always the issue as an independent artist. So let me stay right there for just a a moment because you've had the opportunity to be in this industry um, entertainment, not just the music side, but, you know, entertainment for quite some time. So you've seen it um, gone or go from, I won't even say prehistoric, because I've seen it go from prehistoric, what I would consider prehistoric mm-hmm. to where it is now. But mm-hmm. um, how do you feel, you know, that um, I've had artists say that, you know, the internet has impacted the music business in both negative and positive ways. So, you know, give me some examples of how you feel that the internet has impacted the industry entertainment um, negatively and positively. So, I think, like like I said, I absolutely agree with that statement. Um, I think the internet has allowed us to connect with people who you know, maybe we weren't able to connect with the, the executives, A&Rs, people like that who lived in uh, a corporate building in New York and L.A. and probably someplace in London um, are now accessible because of the Internet. Um, if, and that's if you need them because some people can develop their own situation themselves. And, you know, the information to start a business, start a record company is right there. YouTube, um, YouTube, TikTok, people are giving out the information to create a pathway of success. But what the downside of this, uh, the Internet has been is probably the oversaturation of we're going to call quote-unquote artists who are probably not built to be a public figure, probably not built for the hard work that it takes to be into this and to be in this industry, but are probably not built to handle that many no's before they hear a yes. And it, it, it can destroy them. I mean, it, some people are just not prepared after they go viral. Um, and that's something different from when I was a little kid. Like there was always like there was artist development. There was things that you, you had to go through. And I was yeah. taught by people yeah. who came 20, 30 years even before me. So, and it's not here anymore. So you're looking, and not just artist development for the stage, but artist development for the interview, artist development for the paparazzi, artist development for every aspect from when you walk in and out of the building, you are a star. How will you present that? So, and the internet has sort of robbed artists to know how to deal with those circumstances in life and those predicaments. So I I think, you know, you, you have to get in where you fit in. Oh my goodness! Oh, so wise beyond your years. Oh, I just remember when I started. <laughs> almost um, been almost two decades now, and um, in an A and R division, and um, 
I really didn't like it because I felt like I needed to be elsewhere and I was stuck um, with artist development. And back then, you had artists who didn't want to go through that. Um, they wanted to be, you know, in the forefront. Um, they felt like it wasn't needed. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this for a minute. I've been in the studio. I've been making music. I've been performing. I don't need this. You know what I'm saying? But I speak to those artists now, and they're so thankful because they're not getting that now. These new artists are not, as you stated, they're not getting that now, and it is so needed. Um, so to hear someone say that uh, now in this area, <laughs> this age and era, um, that was done back then um, wasn't unnoticed. Um, but I just want to say, wow, wow. I wish my mentor could hear that, uh, rest his soul. Um, mm. How do you stay motivated and and not get distracted with, you know, balancing acting, balancing songwriting, balancing, and the, the word that I'm using is, is balance, of course, but how do you stay motivated and not get distracted um, because they're, you know, life can pull us in so many different directions, um, but just how do you stay motivated with all that's going on in the world right now? Um, I'm a very uh, led person, so it's kind of like for me, I don't think I have any specific way that I stay balanced. It's kind of which whichever one is moving at the moment. So if I'm if I'm getting more auditions at this particular time of the year and we're maybe getting a bite or we actually do book a project and we start working on a film project, then I normally put everything else down for a minute and then after that's finished, I'm already with what's next. So it's just like, you know, in the when I'm on set, I'm already thinking like, okay, who's going to get me another audition to be to something else? When when Better Late Than Never came out, I was in the studio the next day working on my next my next single for that will be out next year. So we're working on the final mixes for that. So it's just like I'm always, which is which is kind of it's good because it's the hustle, but it's bad at the same time because you you do want to enjoy the moment. Like you right, want right. to, you want right. to be there and enjoy what you're doing. But the balance for me is I kind of just like, just do one at a time. Understood. I want to get into your uh, next track. I like this title, Neglected Love. Mm. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Um, what is Neglected Love about? So neglected love is just about somebody who starts to understand that they have, it's, it's kind of like you don't know what you have until it's gone. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like that redemption moment where you just want, where you realize like, listen, I messed up. I didn't realize I had something great. I know I wasn't, Uh-oh. I know I wasn't giving you everything I was supposed to give you, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it better now. Um, there'll be no more neglected love. Okay, let me see if I need to send this to somebody after the show. Let me see. You guys tell me what you think. <laughs> Neglected Love. <laughs> Newly released debut album, Better Late Than Never. Tell me what you think. When you were here, 
You are my inspiration My life had no meaning before you came Now I know with you my life won't be the same You're the sunshine brightly shining after rain And I know everything you do is all for me That you turn away when you want to be closer Tell me what I gotta do to put the pieces back together Tell me I don't want to lose the love that once brought a light in a dark place Let's change the tone that was so wrong Forgive me No more neglected love Times are
Sean Ryan. That song you just heard was Neglected Love. And I don't think I'm going to send that um, simply because, you know, it takes a certain type of individual to, you, you realize when they screwed up, you know what I'm saying? And some things they're just not worth. Songs they're not worth that song. I'm I'm sorry. They need some they need some prayer. That song just isn't worth my time for me to send that to them. Um <laughs> that was <laughs> um they they need I don't know, some gutter music. I don't know. <laughs> they don't need that. That song's too sentimental. Um yeah, that song <laughs> is, is yeah. Um, but you guys tell me what you think about okay, somebody's probably sitting wondering now, like, I'm I'm confused. Did she like the song or not? I love the song. I don't <laughs> think it's worth sending to somebody who screwed up with me. There we go. Um and me trying to get a back. Like, yeah, you you snooze you lose. Right. Um but you guys tell me what you think. Um, about neglected love. We got thumbs up around here, so we already know what that means. Um, and my daughter actually caught the tail end of that, and she wanted to know, was, was that the artist that, um, the Chris Pooh's artist? And I was like, yes, that that's him. So uh, <laughs> thumbs up, you know, in her apartment on campus. And so um, that's good. I'm not sure what your age is, but the 21-year-olds, you know, they're, they're feeling you, and they like that song. So, um, appreciate that, it. That's always, yes, that's always a plus. Um, kind of threw me off when she had to give her, her, her comment there. Um, if you had the opportunity to collaborate with, you know, any musician, I know that you listed your, your influences, but if you could collaborate with any musician and it doesn't have to be, um, a mainstream artist, but you know, who, who would you like to collaborate with and why? Um, right now, I actually would love to collaborate with Lizzo. I think that she's a very talented artist, and she's a yeah. She's actually a, a musician. She understands music as well. But I love I love the the brand. I love what she's inspiring people to do. That you know, people who may have not been deemed as conventionally beautiful are now like we're in the forefront now. And even if we're like you know we're a different shape and size from this commercial beauty were beautiful too. And I, I just love that. I think it would be dope to work with her. So just um, mentioning Lizzo and um, what she's doing outside of uh, what her brand does, um, what do you do uh, or what does your brand do for the community? You know, we have the holidays that are coming up, um, mm-hmm. back to school, Past, you know, is there anything in particular that you know the Sean Ryan brand does? I mean, right now, um, I I have worked with a couple of charities before where I've worked, uh, where I've performed and um, dealt with some, you know, feeding feeding homeless people and trying to make sure youth is um, able to be educated and that you know, like sick and shut in youth and mm-hmm. youth that may have may not have their families are able to uh still thrive throughout their lives. I've worked with a couple of charities like that. But um I'm still in the process of really finding out where uh, you know, the Sean you know, everything that has to do with Sean Ryan can really excel um in the giving back part of it besides just the music. 
but um, I definitely have been a part of some um, organizations. Okay. I know that you've been in front of the camera for, you know, mm-hmm. forever, but um, do you still get, or do you get uh, performance anxiety? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, when you're not, like, anxious about it maybe you um you don't care anymore i think like the fact that i'm nervous is because i want to do a good job so mm-hmm. yeah i still get anxiety i still get nervous that um you know like that i'm am i going to mess up or am i going to do it right but no because I, I always with that with everything that i do i want it to be great and what do you prefer um studio or performing live um i definitely prefer performing live but it's funny i used to loathe like just performing in i mean um recording honestly um until this album yeah yeah i really did i absolutely hated it i think um here we go again being an independent artist going back to resources always looking at the clock being Mm -hmm. being the record company yourself and stuff like that if the record doesn't come out right if the song is not complete i think i would just always be in my head so much and this particular year finding an awesome engineer rj um ron exotic who who engineered all the songs on my album um i just it was a it was an awesome time making better late than never than I've I've never had it like this before. Um so no, this was this this was a labor of love. But um but certainly nothing compares to doing it live, being near to touch and feel somebody else's energy right there. Awesome. I don't know. I still have studio for me was no performing live was a no. Being an artist was just no, it was a hobby for me. So all around, you know, I'm, I, this is my element. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't think I've ever had anyone to say, studio, I love the studio. It's the studio for me. You know, most artists prefer, you know, it's like you said, it's the energy. So when I step on that stage, that's my element. I feel like I, I'm on top of the world. You know what I'm saying? Nope, I'm in the background. This is this is it for me right here. You know, this is it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Right. I want to get to the last track. I want to talk about Excited. There's just something about um, Excited. I don't know. It's 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 the vibe for me. Definitely mm. the energy that comes through. I'm big on. It's not even the word energy and what it means when you think about energy and what could come forth when you. An electric excitement, um, a spark, you know, when you think of the word energy, um, what, you know, the counteraction between people, um, it, everything the word energy embodies is what I get when I hear excited. Wow. Um, Thank you. So, and I don't even know what it's about, and I haven't even heard it in its entirety. So, mm. guys, this is my reaction from the track. Now, you want to tell us what it's about first, or you want yeah, to it's hear not it really like a deep. <laughs> um, yeah, we can we can just uh, I can just say it. It's like it's not really about um, 
No, let's let, let's hear it first. Let's hear it first. Let's hear it first. This room shoots at 98 degrees Alone, I stare I'm a bad guy, beware And I want you right now So baby, please come I was stepping around. You know what, guys? I don't know what it is about Sean Ryan's music, but you can literally just close your eyes and envision so much with his music. I don't know. Come on, guys. If you think back, if you're like my age, you think back when like Soul Train and Solid Gold. Who remembers Solid Gold? And you guys know I have the worst memory because of my TBI. I don't remember a lot, but all of a sudden I remember Solid Gold and Old Dancers. And that's all I could think about was being a solid gold dancer back in, like, the 80s, right? That's all I saw, all this energy and bright lights and a solid gold dancer. That's what that's what I envisioned just then. <laughs> My producer's looking at me like, who? I know you're so young. You don't remember nothing. I <laughs> but, yeah, Google it if you don't know who solid gold dancers are. Guys, guys, dang. All right. But, yeah, but that's what I saw, solid gold dancers. And all these lights, lots, lots of Lots of lights, you know. Even when we went skating back in the 90s, like, this would be, like, one of those tracks that played back. Yeah. So much oh, that's excitement. So dope. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love excited. Y'all listen 
Listen for it. It'll be so soon as well. Yes. Um, I'm excited for, I'm excited. That's the word for the night. I will be, I am, <laughs> I am excited. Like I'm tongue tied now. I can't wait to see how um, Better Late Than Never is, is going to do. Guys, we've been giving you um, tracks this evening from the debut album, Better Late Than Never. Sean Ryan. Guys, tell me what you think. I need your feedback, all right? Let me know what you think. You've heard tonight, Hard Times, Neglected Love, and you just heard Excited. Let them know where they can listen to Better Late Than Never. If they're interested in contacting you for interviews, for any upcoming shows, um, Sean is also an actor, all right, um, films. Um, acting projects, whatever the case may be, that they might want to get in contact with you. I'm going to open the floor up to you now so that you can release all of that contact information. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, Better Late Than Never is available on all streaming platforms right now, whatever your musical um, listening choices is available on there. And um, if anybody wants to reach me, they can find me on all uh, social media platforms under Sean Ryan, Sean spell S-E-A-N, Ryan spell R-Y-N-E. Um, yeah, hit me up. Love to work and collaborate with people. And I'm so glad to have uh, been here to, uh, pr- uh, to share this music with you. And thank you so much for sharing this platform. Thank you so much again for giving so freely of yourself and your time. Again, you could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here with me, myself, my listening audience this evening. So, again, we say thank you to you. Um, Once you're on the show, you become a part of the Indie Fire family. You're welcome back at any time. You have new music. You have, I don't know, an exciting announcement to send it my way. We'll make sure that we let everybody know what's going on. We'll make sure that we get the music in rotation on New Music Mondays. Uh, here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, you're welcome back at any time. You got any parting words? Appreciate it. Uh, just everybody stay positive and continue to follow your dreams. What he said, guys. Until uh, Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, let me know where you're going to see Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2. Let me know. You might see me. I might pop up on you, all right? You guys have a safe and amazing weekend. Make sure you wear your mask, all right? You're sick. Stay home. Until Monday, you guys have a good night. Good night. Daily inspiration for everyone, for everyone. Entertainment news and daily inspiration for everyone, for everyone. Entertainment news. For everyone, for everyone, entertainment news, daily inspiration for everyone, for everyone, yeah.